Um, well, we are going to move on, though. We aren't going to kid about that part. Um, see how I can tile that. Oh, oh, all that in. Oh, that's, that, that's that broadcasting skills. <laughs> We're going a little too much Tony Romo. <laughs> no, that's predicting. I had gone into this knowing who Robbie was because Jesse loves Korean rap and she sends me a lot, or K-pop in general, and she sends me a lot of different artists. Um, so she sent me Tuxedo before and I watched the music video. Mm-hmm. And Robbie has, an, he, he is so flashy with what he wears. Like, I was just doing all these daily so missions. You were better at crafting than you were showering. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that. I can relate to that. I was an iron worker. I did not get a shot. Were you were you one of the guys that had like three two meters sitting next to you, Mountain Dew? Just <laughs> <laughs> I can safely say I have never done that. Hello everyone and welcome to Strictly Talking Entertainment. Uh, This week we have a lot to review. We have four albums coming up, and we also give you our upcoming album reviews. We review some entertainment news. We discuss Captain Marvel again, because again, I was not here. (laughs) um, We talk some video games and some wrestling, because there's a little bit of wrestling news as well. So, we're going to jump right into our music Music. reviews. I'm in a song. A real song. I love music. I do. I'm a Michael Bolton fan. For my money, I don't know if it gets any better than when he sings When a Man Loves a Woman. And we are back. So this week we had four Adam. Uh, yep, four Adams. 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 Uh, Adams four, four albums. One by Brian Adams. One by Megan Trainer. One by Korean rapper Ravi. And the other one, Christian metal band Demon Hunter, as part two of their uh, double album release of this year. So without further ado, we're going to jump into Brian Adams and his album Shine a Light with the song Shine a Light. Shine a light. And that was Shine a Light off of the album Shine a Light by Brian Adams. Uh, Dan, yeah. this was your yeah, album. I'll funny. give somebody else a chance to How talk. How many times <laughs> can we say Shine a Light? Shine a Light. Um, so, uh, Six now. If you don't know Brian Adams, I'm sorry. For no, he, he's a, he's a uh, Canadian uh, singer um, born in 1959. Uh, really big hit uh, singer back in the 80s. Um, back yeah. in the 80s, released a bunch yeah. of albums. Like Cuts Like a Knife, Reckless. Had the uh, title track to um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, quite, yeah, quite mm-hmm. a few music. Um, pretty uh, impressive uh, discography back in the oh, 80s. Yeah. Uh, interesting note, he's a vegan and is never married. I thought it was kind of interesting. Vegan, never married, dated uh, uh, an actress, I'm sorry, dated a, um, a model, Danish model named Cecile Tom- Thompson. I didn't get a chance to look at a picture, I'm sure, knowing him 
she's probably attractive. But yeah, this is a, again, if you grew up in the '80s, uh, Brian Adams is right in your wheelhouse. I know who Brian yeah, Adams Summer of '69. You have Summer Heaven. Summer of '69, Heaven. I mean, um, everything I do, I do oh, it for yeah. you. Well, everything I do is like he's he's known for that because of the movie, the Robin. Right. Yeah. So. Um, Okay, so I obviously it's my album, so I'll go last. One of you guys want to go and jump in? I'll hop in. Right. Um, so the the weirdest thing about this album was the pairing of him and Jennifer Lopez. Um, it really caught me off guard. The only feature on the album it was. Yeah. Um, that's how strong our love is, which was a Brian Adams with Jennifer Lopez, which. Yeah. Speaking of, this is entertainment, but this will relay into our old sports podcast. She is now engaged to Alex yeah, Rodriguez. I saw that. Um, but yeah, uh, <clears throat> if you're a big fan of 80s rock, this was right up your wheelhouse. It was, yes. Um, you know, songs like Shine a Light, um, All or Nothing, um, I could get used Talk to, to this. Me, I Could Get Used to That's This is another definitely. one. Um, Whiskey in the Jar, which is a cover oh, yeah. from the Dubliners, um, or Dubliners. Might it's be Dubliners. Are they from Ireland? Yeah, I think because it's Dubliners. That's where we're going to go with Dubliners. <laughs> um, Dubliners. I prefer the Metallica cover of Whiskey in the Jar over this one. But it was still a good cover. Um, you're going to hear this a lot out of me today. It wasn't bad. wasn't good. It was meh. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to give this a six and a half. Again, barely passing. I've done that a lot this year when I've been on. So uh, Bryce, <laughs> on to you. All right, um, I actually really enjoyed this. So uh, my favorite song, obviously, was "That's How Strong Our Love Is" because I absolutely love J Lo. I don't know, I love J Lo's music. Something about J Lo's music just she's she's and plus, talented. And plus, I've seen her in a leotard. I've seen her in a leotard. In a <laughs> yeah, concert, I mean that's so. very yeah. very helpful. I, I I liked her new album, <laughs> uh, her newest album. I, forgot the name of it but it has songs like booty and it's yeah. that album yeah so. I mean, but she has we'll have she, she has songs opinions. like jenny from the block and, <laughs> oh yeah. god we're reviewing brian adams, brian adams. thank you thank okay you, yeah back to brian adams um this definitely was 80s rock and you definitely tell it wasn't 80s hair metal but no. it was 80s rock yeah definitely yeah, definitely 80s rock and for that it did its purpose if it was still trying to stay 80s rock i'm gonna give it an, an eight and a half because it yeah. was trying to stay 80s rock you know what 80s rock seem and and the fans of 80s rock don't seem to ever give up on i know 80s rock. Oh, well, no, no, no. 80s, 80s 80s is the is that generation where people really hold on to the 80s yeah and they love it i mean you know yeah, I, being a child of the '80s, obviously, I, mean, I understand that. So, uh, my turn, I guess. Yes, uh, this is my well, album, and uh, I will admit, this is a, a first for me. This is the first time I've ever listened to an album and recommended it. Now, um, Damien and I chatted about this album before everybody got here tonight. Um, I I like the album. Um, I, I think I overanalyzed this album a little too much because I, I really did enjoy the music. I probably will go back and listen to some of it again. Uh, it was Bryce was right. I mean, he. Um, I overanalyzed it because I, I wasn't quite sure what he was trying to do. Are you trying to make new music? Are you trying to create again the '80s sound? It had a ton of '80s music. Mm -hmm. Shine a Light was a lot. You know, a lot of the music definitely had some. Um, I, I think Brian Adams has a great voice. I really enjoy his music. Uh, this album was okay. Again, I, I'm with I'm with Damien. Okay, good, not amazing. Nothing. No album. And I'll just spoil it right now. No album this week just blew me away. I enjoyed this. I liked it. Definitely not his best stuff ever. I mean, like the songs we were talking about earlier, Cuts Like a Knife. Um, I mean, you remember those. Mm -hmm. Summer of 69, Heaven. Those songs, they stick in your head. I don't think anything in this album 
a year from now will stick out. I yeah. mean, and, and you know, because we've reviewed a lot of music, I have albums and songs, songs from albums we reviewed that I remember, and they stick in my brain from like different albums. Nothing here. That being said, I because I'm a baby of the '80s, I'll go a little higher than Damien, a little lower than Bryce. I'll go seven and a half. Okay. Yeah, and, and and that's pretty much what it was. It was, it was a new album for older fans. Yeah, I, I equate it, really it to yeah. that. It was. It was definitely I can see that. young people. People in their twenties are not going to download this album. Right. They're just not. I downloaded it because be, we were listening to know, this. So. Well, this is going to be people my age who just kind of enjoy Brian Adams. You feel like if we did a concert, it'd be all women in their in their sixties, you know, in their fifties and sixties. Yeah, kind of like when my wife and I went to Mystic Pizza, and I said to the one in, up in Connecticut, and I said to the young girl working at the Mystic Pizza, I said, "I said it's pretty much the majority of your customers people my wife's age," and she said, "Pretty much." The same kind <laughs> of idea. If you had a concert here, it would be all people in their fifties, you know, forties, late forties, early fifties. He's not like Billy Joel, where everybody no. loves Billy Joel. No, he's not. He's, he's not. He's not I- iconic. That not. you know what? That's a topic maybe for next week because unfortunately I'm we're going to break the news now. Yeah, we're I will be to, leaving. Yeah, Damien <laughs> yeah. uh, is moving on some to better opportunities. We're really happy for Damien. Yeah. We've loved, enjoyed Damien. Yeah, um, we're super happy for him. Yeah, we're super sad he's leaving because we yeah. loved having Damien yeah, on the show with us. But sucks that you know, I am leaving. Yeah, no, it's it's you have you know what? If you were leaving because something bad. That would suck. Yeah, yeah. You're leaving because you had a great opportunity, and we are yeah. happy for Damien. Right. You know what? You will see Damien again in the future. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know much about Damien, he is studying at Full Sail yeah. uh, to be sports, um, to be a sportscaster. sportscaster. Yeah. Sports you broadcasting. You will see Damien yeah. um, in the future. Oh, yeah. Um, Without a doubt. Something amazing <laughs> that we're all very excited about. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's sad news. Kind of happened during the music section, but... It all is right, what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. yeah, we all, we're all done crying now. We can move on. <laughs> um, well, we are going to move on, though. We aren't going to kid about that part. Um, see how I can tie all that, uh, oh, all that in. Oh, that's, that, that's that broadcasting skills. <laughs> <laughs> we're watching going... a little too much Tony Romo. <laughs> no, that's predicting. You're right. <laughs> but uh, we're going to jump into the next album. This is Bryce's album for this week. It is Megan Trainer with her song or with her album, The Love Train. With the song All the Ways. And we are back again. That was the song All the Ways off the album The Love Train by Megan Trainer. Uh, Bryce, why don't you give us a lowdown on Megan Trainer? All right, Megan Trainer was born December 22nd, 1993. Uh, she signed with Epic Records in 2014, and she has released two studio albums, uh, Title and Thank You. And she has earned six top 15 entries on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, including All About That Bass, Lips Are Moving, Dear Future Husband, Like I'm Gonna Lose You, No, and Me Too. All right. Um, I'll, I'll go first. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I, I, I will. I was a little dishonest a moment ago because <clears> when I say that everything this week was man, this is probably the one that wasn't. Uh, I, I must say right off the bat, I'm a huge Megan Trader fan. Um, That's why I, I love it. the fact that she has stayed true to who she is as a person, mm-hmm. I think, as a singer. Um, whether she's you know singing a soundtrack for Snoopy uh, or a sound or, or, or a, all about this bass. And this album, to me, really kind of carried along with it. I mean, the music was fun and enjoyable. Marry Me, I'm Down. I mean, this, this, this album was only six songs. I loved all, all six of them. Um, I really enjoyed this album. I loved her sound. 
again, you know, with with the Taylor Swifts of the world who are constantly reinventing themselves, mm-hmm. Megan Trainer knows what she does and she does it really well. And she sticks with it. She's fun. She's light. Um, I follow Megan Trainer on different social media, whether it's Snapchat, Instagram, and she's just a she's the kind of person who just enjoys mm-hmm. her life. She doesn't give a crap what the critics say about her. I mean, when when she made all about that base, she got criticized because she made the comment she referred to. I'm sorry for skinny bitches, and she and she got criticized. And she said, "Screw you," you know. <coughs> she came out. And she st- she stood stood her ground. I was really impressed with her. Yeah. So that being said, I really enjoyed this album. I'm gonna give this a nine because I really like. Oh this wow. Album. Yeah, I really like this album a lot. Hey Bryce. Three weeks in a row, Three buddy. Three weeks in a row. I know, I know. It's the streak going. Wait, it might continue next week, too. It oh, might. Sorry, really but uh, we are going to bring the hype down slightly. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. The- <laughs> I'm not a big Megan Trainer fan like you are. Um, I'm not big top 40 music fan. Again, I'm the metal guy. Um, <laughs> I prefer the metal covers of every top 40 song. <laughs> um, but I will say that one of my favorite songs off of this was All the Ways. It's very catchy. Mm-hmm. Um, you you hear it in every commercial possible. Yep. Um, and I, I want to say it was After You was the other one that I really liked. Yeah. Um, again, my mom has equated that her song Me Too is my theme song because of my ego. And <laughs> I'm, I'm not too. wrong. <laughs> like, she's not wrong it's on that. Good over there? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was the moment that my phone out. Yeah. Send that to Jesse right there. Oh my. She might not <clears> go <throat> with you anywhere. All of the people in this room are in relationships. You guys have got to admit, I'm down is pretty great. I mean, if you yeah. said that to your. It is. You, you young guys who are in the dating stage, if, you, if, if your girlfriend played Marry Me and, and you meant it, you'd be pretty sweet. I mean, that song is pretty sweet. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. And, like, I understand that there's a lot behind what she's singing. Yeah. I'm just not the biggest fan. I don't think that she's overly vocally talented. Um, again, it's top 40 lyrics, top 40 songs. It is what it is. Again, not good, not bad, just meh. Um, we're going to give this one a little bit better than Brian Adams, though. We're going to go with a 6.8. It requires to do math. Before I move on to Bryce, I wanted to kind of, thought just occurred to me. You know, you listen to this little EP and a lot of themes there, and you you mm-hmm. find out that she's recently married. Yeah, the Mary song. You know, a lot of Mary. You know, Mary me. And do you guys find albums where there are themes, and you can see, mm-hmm. and you can almost see oh, yeah. like you can see artists or, or the artists going through something in their life. I feel like there was probably if you studied Eminem's work, you'd find. Oh, always. Early 2000s, it was definitely all anti his mother, anti Kim Mathers, anti everybody. Whereas. But, like, his later work is him going through the recovery process of being an addict and stuff. And Kamikaze was just him basically calling out people like Charlemagne and MGK. Right. All that. I guess what what I'm asking is do you you, you guys think of any album? Can you off the top of your think of other albums? Well, we we reviewed one last year that I had um, was uh, The Silver Scream by Ice Nine Kills. It was all. Based off of horror movies, or well, I'm thinking more like whatever the artist is going for. Like this artist here is getting married. You can hear yeah. it. To to balance that out, the other one, it wasn't a concept album, but it was all very heavy. Was one of the first albums we ever did as a collective was Reverence by Parkway Drive. Right. You could tell that he was going through something very heavy, oh, which yeah. was the death of of his of one of their close friends yeah. of the band. And you could hear that, especially in like songs like Wishing Wells and, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And so yeah, I prefer it that way though. Yeah. 
So, Bryce, I, I what, guess is, the, what about you? Before we move on, the one thing I can think of, it's not music as much. If you listen to, like, Kevin Hart comedy, oh, he yes. went through a divorce at one point in his life. His comedy was all about his divorce. <laughs> all about his ex-wife. And, you, and you all about his ex-wife. <clears throat> it's just interesting. I think it's interesting when artists bring their life into this. Mm-hmm. Into the, yeah, their music, absolutely. Into like, their art. A lot of artists, the way they do it is they do albums and then they fo- do follow-up albums to follow, like, a storyline. Yeah. Like, Ooh. Donald Glover did, oh, um, it was... The album that had Campfire. Yeah, and then he it did. Was um, camp, I think. I yeah, think it was Camp, and camp. then he did. Um, after it was. Uh, I, I'll, I'll pull it up it, here real quick. Yeah. but continue what your what your thought process. Is. Um, but a lot of a lot of artists do like the concept where they like make an album and then they continue the story through different works of albums. They just keep bringing it out. Okay. Um, like Kendrick does the same thing. Uh, yeah, he's done the yeah, same like thing since like Good Mad Kid, City. Mad City. And, yeah, Good Kid, Mad City, and then it was um to Pimp a Butterfly, and then it was Damn. Those were all three continued one another. Right. So, like, with, with Childish Gambino, he had Camp, Camp. which was his, his entrance into the rap yeah. game. And then yeah. you had Because of the Internet, which yeah, is well, him. Was, yeah. With him, but with, with Childish Gambino, it's it was different. different because he was an actor first right. that went into rapping yeah. and then continued acting yeah. and producing. Donald Glover did made music for fun while he was acting. And then he's like, you know what? I'm really good at this. I should give it a try. And then Donald Glover kind of took over the music world. Yeah. All right. Surprise. Yeah. Your um, okay. I actually enjoyed this. I did this because I know you're a huge Megan Trainer fan, and I announced it last year that we were going to do it because it was supposed to come out last year, but it came out this year. So it pulled the Yandi, except for it actually came out. <laughs> yeah, Bryce, when is that coming out? Uh, <laughs> sorry, it's my monthly shot at Kanye. Um, <laughs> but I, Why monthly? Well. Daily. <laughs> I could do weekly if I wanted to. Um, but I, I enjoyed the songs like All the Way, All the Ways. I enjoyed Marry Me, A Good Morning. I love uh, I love that song. That song is just really fun. It, it is a good song. Yeah, yeah, it is. This is very sentimental. It's You can tell it's a lot directed a lot towards her husband and the whole process of falling in love with him. And it definitely served a purpose. Um, it wasn't exact. It wasn't drop like it wasn't like classic Megan Trainer, mm-hmm. but it was it was good. It was more sentimental than all our other stuff. Right. Okay. That's why I'm gonna give it a higher rating. I'm gonna give it like a seven and a half. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, like like we said, nothing is making album of the year this week. Well, <laughs> kind of like the last episode. <laughs> yeah, and, and to be like totally the fair, last Megan episode. Is an EP. It'd be hard to go home. It is. It is kind of yeah. Okay. But, right, so let's move on. Yeah, our next one is uh, from Korean rapper Ravi uh, with his album Rookbook and the single Tuxedo. And we are back. <laughs> now we're back. Yeah. <laughs> that was Tuxedo by Ravi off his album Rookbook. And Bryce, since Jesse is not here this week, you have the duty of filling mm-hmm. us in on who Ravi is. Okay. Uh, Kim Won Seek, also known as Ravi, was born February 15th, 1993. He's a South Korean rapper, singer, songwriter, and record producer signed under Jellyfish Entertainment. 
Jellyfish yeah, Entertainment. Jellyfish Entertainment. That's a record yep, label over it. there. Um, <laughs> he is a member of the South Korean boy group Vix and its and its subunit Vix LR. He debuted as a solo artist on January 9th, 2017, with the release of his debut mini album, Realize. It's kind of like R period E A L one Z E. So I think Robbie has a theme of not like. Spelling words it's normally? Not, yeah, not <laughs> spelling words normally. Like, it was like a 16-year-old girl texting, is that what basically is? No, or Hold Korean. on, hold on. Or Korean. Hold on, at least, at least there's a full word. <laughs> okay. Have you ever seen a 16-year-old text? It's That's, just, you I are. don't text 16-year-old <laughs> girls, okay? Okay, for the record, I do not text I used to 16. text at 16, so I can help, I can say this. So to answer your question, no, I have sons. <laughs> hold on, the disclaimer that Dan doesn't text 16-year-old girls is fantastic. <laughs> I know, I love it. Well, just to make sure that's set out there, it's important to know that. Yeah. Happily wait, married, hold on, know. wait, didn't you used to text Gabby when she was 16? Text, no. Yeah, what about Alex? What about Alex? Yeah, hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stepdaughter, stepson. Yes. Let's make that clear. Yes. Stepdaughter, okay. stepson. Yeah, okay. Thank yeah you. Thank that's you. the thing. Um, okay, so <laughs> it's uh, week I, we don't allow to listen, so I don't end up in prison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I, because so, I'm the one who spurned this album, I will obviously go first. Yeah. So I can not catch <clears throat> Jesse's hating my guts. Um, <laughs> I, I I had to be honest. I, Jesse recommended this, and I felt a little bad for dumping on her her guys. So I thought about this a little bit, and uh, and Damien and I kind of discussed this pre-podcast. Um, as a rap, this doesn't to me this doesn't work. It doesn't sound like rap. Uh, I enjoyed the music. It's it, it kind of again reminds me of, of the Brian Adams where it was enjoyable. Nothing really stood out for me. Mm-hmm. It's it's still not rap. I'm sorry. And I, I grew up Run DMC. I grew up you know NWA. The the softest rap I listened to growing up was the Beastie Boys. And it's you know it's. I realize that this rap is just different type of rap. It's almost, it's almost, I don't know. It's just different. It almost kind of reminds it's me. It's pop music. It's pop rap is all what it really is. It's 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 good music. It's good music. Probably again, if I if I understood more of it, I might enjoy it more. It was very bubblegumish to me, if that's what I can say. Um, I did enjoy it. I I'm gonna give it a six and a half okay. because it was it was okay. It was it was decent. Probably if I listened to it a little more, I might enjoy it a little more. Um, it's just, it's. I'm sorry, and I'm, I'm sure that Jesse's gonna find me and, and attack me here. You know, she knows well, where you live. She does. That's true. <laughs> she does. Um, I it just, I just, just doesn't sound like rap to me. It's not. Um, it's too bubblegumish for for rap. Again, uh, if you heard me two weeks ago, it, it reminds me of like Rush Hour Two when they were like, you know, on top of up on the stage. Well, boys. Let's capture that raw emotion. You're next. Oh wait, like, it's, no, it's, yeah, it's, you're it's next because no, it's because it's technically Jesse's. <coughs> therefore, nobody's here to wrap it up. So, Bryce, your turn. Uh, <laughs> I think it says referred to as a rebuttal. Yeah, Jesse, I apologize in advance for this. Don't kill my dad, please. Yeah, I pay his bills. He needs me, you know. Um, <laughs> you're not perks of so. living on my um, own. <laughs> <clears throat> I had gone into this knowing who Ravi was because Jesse loves Korean rap and she sends me a lot, or K-pop in general, and she sends me a lot of different artists. Um, so she sent me Tuxedo before and I watched the music video. Mm-hmm. And Ravi has, and he, he is so flashy with what he wears. And I love it so much. But that's beside the point we're going to get into the actual album. Um, I don't, this is, this is today's rap music. This is what today's rap music and is. It sucks. It, it's no, it is. today's <laughs> rap music. It like, it, and it sucks. If you listen to people like Lil Uzi Vert, 
Lil Yachty, Juice World. Uh, it's not like Kyle because Kyle actually raps. Um, Sheck West. Sheck West does a lot of stuff like this. Uh, it reminds me the most like Lil Yachty or Lil Uzi Vert. Lil Uzi Vert. <clears throat> there was some rapping in it, and Lil Uzi Vert raps sometimes. But Lil Yachty doesn't rap at all. He just sings, which that's what today's rap music is. Get to the point, Bryce. So that's why <laughs> I'm giving it a better rating than you guys will, because it is modern rap. And for the modern rap, it serves its purpose. That's why I'm going to give it an 8. Okay, alright. Now, see, I, I disagree with this being modern rap. Because modern rap, it's still rap. My, my point is, Childish Gambino, rapper. Machine Gun Kelly, rapper. Garbage. Uh, false. Uh, he can outdo any rapper you listen to, and I can promise you that. Kendrick. Okay, no. I'll no. give you Kendrick. Even Kendrick. J. Cole. Kendrick's a rapper. J. Cole is a rapper. Okay. Yeah, Hobson is a rapper. That is rap. That, this is pop Hobson's music. underground, though. Hobson's underground. No, he's independent. There's a difference. <clears throat> That's fair. A lot of... But... But I mean, the guys you just mentioned are becoming the minority nowadays. You have more Lil Zans of the world. You have more Lil Uzi Verts, Lil Yachty's, Juice World. Okay, but even then, like, little, uh, who was, which one's the one that died? And I know this is insensitive of me. No, Lil Pump is Lil Lil Peep. Lil Peep's the one that passed away. Yeah. He was more rap than Lil Pump is. He is. Okay. Kanye, still rap as much as I don't like to agree with Kanye is still. Kanye so, is keeping that alive with all the other guys, like The Game and J. Cole, Kendrick, Gambino. He can't Gambino. keep it alive if he doesn't release an album. Okay. So Second shot. Back to what we're reviewing. But yeah, so this is this to me, I, I agree with Dan. This is a pop album. I, Especially with all the features. The features That's make fair. it a pop album to me. That's um, I did not <clears throat> like this. Um, the thing with... The, the thing that bothers me about Korean rap is the thing that's going to bother somebody that listens or that speaks Swedish and listens to American music. If you can't understand what the song is about, it's just it's just music. Uh, um, and, and and when it comes down to K-pop and J-pop and stuff like that, I like that kind of stuff, but I don't have to know the words. Yeah. With rap, I feel like you have to know the words. That's and weird. and with this, you couldn't. But I will say it was well put together. It was oh, very yeah. well produced. Oh, yeah. It was definitely. Yeah, um, I loved the it yes. sounded well, but or it sounded <coughs> good, sorry. Um, but I can only give this about a six and a half. It, it's, it's just there's that missing element yeah. there of understanding what yeah, it is. That's fair. If that makes sense. That's fair. That's the only reason I can give See, it a six and a half. I, um... When she said Korean rap, I thought she was going to go Jay Park because Jay Park is really good and he he's 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 Korean but he was born in the United States. Okay. So that's technically Korean rap. Right. So that's why when she said Korean rap, I was about to be so happy when I thought she was going to say Jay Park, but she didn't and I was like, "Oh, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> Whatever." If I can sort of if I can sort of build upon what Damien was saying, if you think about um almost any form of music, whether it's I mean even polka I mean, it's about the music. It's about the the what, what you're hearing, the lyric, and the lyrics are about the beats. Rap is the lyrics. Rap in its form is talking. Yes. It really yes, is. It is. Yeah. It's talking. I mean, <clears throat> most for the most part, that's what they're doing. You know, occasionally you get a little bit of singing here and there, and I kind of maybe if we spoke Korean, it might like, mean a little more. That that's kind know. of where I was going yeah. with it. It might and, mean more if we spoke Korean. I get it. It might have more meaning and more effect in, on us, but. 
Um, I mean, and that being said, is I did think it was enjoyable music, but you know, that, that's all. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we're going to jump into our last album of the day, um, where we can understand everything, not being insensitive, yeah. just making a joke. But this is Demon Hunter for the second week in a row with their second half of the album, Peace, and the song Peace. We are back. That was Peace off of the album Peace yes. by Demon Hunter. Hopefully you will do a better job of, of talking yeah, than we, we did, did. last week. <laughs> um, trying to read it and like, I don't think it says... Oh, stop, Bryce, stop, stop. Bryce is <laughs> just losing control stop. of his phone. No, I was trying to scroll up <laughs> and I played a song. Um, but Demon Hunter, they're an American Christian metal band from Seattle, Washington. Started in 2000 by brothers Don and Ryan Clark. Um, we got that right. Only Brian is the one that remains in the band. Um, Don left to take care of his family. And as of early 2010, the band has sold over half a million albums worldwide. Um, And the band's style is known for combining new metal sounds and qualities with ones heard in metalcore. Now, here is where I'm going to take a bit from last week and explain. Okay. So, Screamo. (laughs) <laughs> I know, yeah. I said that word a couple times last week. Sorry. Yeah. Um, oh, maybe a little too much. Screamo is very much bands like um, Hawthorne Heights, like um, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Um, they are very pop rock with a little bit of screaming in it. Um, okay. That is Screamo. Okay. <clears throat> what is prevalent now with bands like Demon Hunter, like um, Ice Nine Kills that we've listened to, Parkway Drive... Um, asking Alexandria, it is metal core, which takes elements from both heavy metal yeah. and 90s hardcore punk, okay. if that makes okay. sense. So that's where you get the metal core from, the hardcore mixed with metal. Okay. Um, which is why you'll get a lot of singing and screaming mixed in, kind of like a call and response mm-hmm. type action. Okay. Um, but with this album piece, it is it was released on the same day as War, which was March 1st, 2019. There are three al- uh, three singles off of it. Peace, Rescue Myself, and More Than Bones. And these two albums were devoted to their contrasting musical styles of melodic and heavy oh, music. Like, definitely. So yeah. with yeah. War, very heavy. With Peace, not so much. Right. Um, it was <laughs> so, basically like War. And Peace. And peace. Yeah. So with that being said, um, Bryce, why don't I'll you go, go first? first. Yeah. Since you went first, and then yep. Go, yep. let's go first. <clears throat> um, this is definitely different than it was last week. Yeah. I this was more relaxing. It was more. It was you could actually understand what they were saying. I yep. couldn't understand anything that was said anymore. <laughs> um, it's kind of like like they were at least speaking English. Like they yeah. were speaking English, but I couldn't tell because I couldn't understand any of it. <laughs> but um, I actually really enjoyed this. Uh, Bet my life. I loved um, when the devil come. I loved peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than bones. The instrumentals. Once again. Are really good. Mm-hmm. Metal music tends to be the one where we always just say how awesome the instrumentals are, and it does not change and continues. Right. 
Uh, oh, the, it, ones, the ones Damien recommended. Yeah, there's the there's ones, some horribly bad <coughs> oh, oh, music oh, out there. Oh, yeah. And I, oh, oh, yes. I am very, very oh, in tune with yes. what's bad. <laughs> there's some there's some metal out there that you just don't want to listen to. Right. You know, but yeah, this is... But, um... I... Yeah, I enjoyed this. Overall, I'm going to give it 7.5. Yeah. Okay. I, I, to be honest with you, had I had hindsight been 2020, I would have taken these two albums and blended them and listened to them together. Uh, I was... Was blown away. I literally mm-hmm. texted Bryce the moment I listened. I was like, "This is totally different." Right from the beginning, I liked more than Bones. I really yes. thought it was, that song was that song actually stuck in my head. Like just the mm-hmm. the feeling in your soul. It was like my, my bones in my bones. Really, uh, this album had a really um, last week. You know, if you listen to the podcast, I kind of kind of not really vented, but like struggled with this concept of Christian music. Because again, as I said last week, I love Christian music. I listen to it my wife and I go to a lot of we've been to a lot of quite a few concerts from um, Matthew West we've seen Chris Tomlin twice um, Mercy we, Me Mercy Me yeah we, I love Christian music this was the this epi- this album I heard the words and I felt not so much as spiritual but I could like had I given them mm-hmm. more time and listened to them I could definitely yeah. catch the Christian the spirit and, and, and the th- idea Bryce and I discussed Lecrae <coughs> before and that Bryce loves Lecrae and they are really he is I will say his Christianity Christianity is different than like than some of these other guys, but he has a certain message that he wants to give, and I yeah. feel like these guys are the same way. Uh, that being said, I'm going to give us eight an eight and a half because I really enjoyed it. Uh, I probably will go back and try to catch some of these tunes again just to sort of get the feeling of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I really kind of wish I would have listened to the two of them together. Yeah, uh, I think maybe they had like maybe done a, a like put both of them on, on my queue and let, and let, let, let it shuffle. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I really, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, the thing, the thing, uh, just to, just to kind of balance out the Christian metal right. music yeah. thing, um, it's not as much like you're going to see uh, a, like a Mercy Me where it, it is about worshiping. The worship. Right. right this right. is very much about building yourself up or getting through something that you're in, which is what a lot of metal music is, right. whether they say it's Christian metal or not. A lot of it is about getting through something hard. Right. And that's why I listen to it because like, I, I don't, I'm not going to say I have a hard life, but we all have our struggles and we all have our bad days. We all have our good days. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so, and it just makes me feel better. Um, and that, and that's, that's what I think that they try to do. They, the whole right. band is Christian and they didn't start out being a Christian band, but being Christians and the stuff that they talked about, they embraced the label. That makes sense. Up. I can go with that. I can go with that. It's not, it's not real criticism because, to be honest, one of my favorite bands is Skillet, which is known as a Christian yep. rock album, rock band. I love their music. I don't, again, that makes a little more sense. I can definitely oh, go with that. You can definitely tell Chris, uh, Skillet is Christian stuff. They have a lot. Especially their early stuff. Oh, or, oh yeah, their early, early stuff, stuff is was very Christian. Super. But, well, yeah. you, you know, what was the, oh, what's, <coughs> what's the group? Um, you are my. You are the only exception. Help me out. Paramore. Paramore they started, started off as a Christian, as a Christian band. band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They started as a Christian band, and actually, when their lead singer took over, they went a different Paramore, direction, which is yeah. why they lost yeah. quite a few of their members. Yeah, but so go ahead. We'll, um, we'll yeah, no. Um, I prefer I preferred War over Peace. Um, the albums, I should say. Uh, <laughs> a lot of clarifying in this episode today. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of breaking it down. Um, <laughs> And speaking of breakdowns, there's none in this one. But um, <laughs> I loved, um, I loved the song more than Bones. Loneliness hit, like hit me really deep. Um, Peace was another one. When the devil come, um, rescue myself, bet my life. Fear is not my guide. 
they have a lot of good messages in their music and i'm not going to say that this is the best album i've ever heard because it's not i think that they some of these songs replaced with a like i think that some of these songs should have been flip-flopped i agree with on that, yeah. war two like i think some of these songs deserved that heavier side to it and some songs on war deserved a softer melodic side to it if that makes sense um overall i give this a seven and a half i think I, to be honest i'm biased because i think that this is this is the better album because i like this band more what would you give more war i would have given an eight i would have given war an eight um the heavy i i love his scream it's very different well, and i i i could see that you said that your rating might change for war did it change uh yeah yeah listening to this yeah me too yeah yeah have them together yeah listening to both of them together it wasn't my cup of tea I'm the opposite of you I like right. peace more than war I like peace okay I'm a peaceful guy Sorry, no I'm kidding I'm well with that being said that we're going need to any clarification. <laughs> we're going to keep the peace and up uh and recommend our albums for next okay. week and since it's my last week I was going to go with something that was released this year and. I decided against it because the band that I really, really want your guys' opinion on is not releasing an album until April. Okay. And I will not be here in well, April. Well, you can just let us know. We'll review But I am going to go with an album that was released in 2016. Okay. It is called Origins, and it is by folk metal band, get your pen and papers out, Elvati. I will spell it for you slowly. You text it to me later <laughs> Yeah, I will. But for the people listening at home, it is E-L-U-V-E-I-T-I-E. And it's pronounced Elvati. Elvati, okay. Yeah, they're very much a Celtic, they're a Celtic folk metal band. Okay. What? Which one was it? Origins. Okay, cool. Oh. Uh, I am recommending uh, a group I really like, Weezer. They have an album out called The Black Album. I'm really excited about listening to that. Uh, excited about adding that to my, my repertoire of music I really enjoy. Yeah, I'm a big Weezer fan. Yeah, Weezer's uh, awesome. I love the sweater song and everything like that. Like, mm, I like a lot of their stuff. Oh, Buddy same. Holly. Same. Yep. Buddy Holly, great. Weezer's fantastic. Bryce! Um, <clears throat> one of my favorite artists dropped an album earlier this year. Uh, Kaylani dropped her al- uh Yeah, it's an album because it's more than eight songs. Yep. So, um... We are going to do Kalani's While We Wait. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, so three right. albums, not as much as four, like this <laughs> week. So if, if Jesse might have one. If she does, we'll, we'll tweet it out. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Alrighty. With that being said, we're going to jump into our new segment, Entertainment News. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Strictly Entertaining. We have a bunch of news planned for you today. You are fake news. And we are back. So... There's not a lot that happened in entertainment this week, but one of the big things that came out today, well, two big things came out today, because we didn't add this to our list, but Stranger Things 3 dropped the trailer today. I didn't see the trailer, but I saw that it dropped. Yes. Um, And and they have a release date. July yeah, 4th. July fourth. Yeah. Well, that was that was announced, I think, in January. Don't it, they yeah, don't, yeah. don't they release it July fourth every year? No, the last one was Halloween. Yeah, in fact, last year a coworker of mine took the entire day off for to binge to binge it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is a cool idea. It's a neat idea. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Everybody's gonna have off anyways because yeah, it's July fourth. Well, I mean, I'm taking the next two days off to binge watch the <laughs> NCAA tournament. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have so Friday I, off. So there you go. You, you have seen the trailer. Up I have seen the trailer, okay. yes. You've not I seen haven't. I haven't even seen Stranger Things in general. Well, so. well, you need I to will, watch. I will show. say, 
you know, the way the season two ended, I was unsure where they were going to go with it. Same. I was really unsure. Um, clearly, they took a little time to make the new season, and it's for, it looks amazing. The trailer looks awesome. Yeah. I'm very excited to see where this goes. I think it's nice that they took a little bit of time because you can see that these, from the trailer, these children are getting older. And that's kind of one of the themes that the trailer talks about is they're, they're struggling with their age, and some yep. of them are, are getting older, you know, which is normal. I mean, you know, you, you, you're thir- you know, 13 to 15 is drastically different and that's what these kids are dealing with and then go in it well and you say that like 13 to 15 is drastically different 15 to 17 or 18 oh yeah drastically different totally different people and that's one thing that i think that this show does well It, it puts itself in the 80s for all of the nostalgia right but it's a coming of age story with you know uh ghosts and superpowers um (laughs) but it's it's very the trailer makes me very excited oh, yeah. because oh the monster that they showed looks amazing. It does, like it, it doesn't does. look it like the Demogorgon creepy. or anything. Oh my gosh! But um, it, yeah, it does look creepy oh. and like especially that hallway scene when the light shut off and all you see are the you three exit. Yeah, and you hear it, and it's just like ooh, like I have it, a, yeah. I have goosebumps like oh, thinking yeah, oh, about yeah. it because oh, it yeah. is it is just creepy. Like it's not scary. It's just like enough to give you goosebumps. Right, right. But um, they tell the story very well with these four ki- five kids, really. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I am excited to see how it goes. Oh, yeah, um, but speaking of season three of things, we are going getting a part three of two different movies. One was announced earlier this week, and that was the Bad Boys 3 release date for Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. Yes, I know <coughs> it's just a sequel of another movie, but... Um, that's going to drop January of 2020. I think it was January I 17th. I am excited. I mean, I, I'm... You know what? This is where Will Smith and Martin Lawrence belong. Action comedy movies. That's exactly what they do. Um, like, Will Black. Smith Will Smith can do drama. Martin Lawrence cannot, I don't not. think. Not. Nope. <laughs> he can do sitcoms, too. He can do sitcoms. Sitcoms and action comedies. Yeah, but I think that this is their element. I think they're going to do pretty much the same old shtick. You know, it's two, It's a buddy cop movie. And a buddy cop movie fits oh, yeah. those two very well. <clears throat> yeah, it's interesting that you say that. Because we were at the movies to see a movie you are going to talk about a little while. Yes. And we saw a, a poster for the new Men in Black. That does not include Will Smith. It, it, it probably will somehow. I think he has a case yeah, going to yeah, be yeah, in it a okay. little bit. So I, here's what I don't do. <clears throat> so let's see. I don't want to continue to black movies, but I'll do another Bad Boys movie. I just I don't just as well. I don't I don't think it's it doesn't that, make sense to me. That's all. I don't think it's that he doesn't want to do a Men in Black movie. I think that I think they realized that that story is stale with him. Yeah. You can't do the J and K story anymore. No. So no. now they're doing it with a, a new group. Okay. Is it Tessa Thompson? It's and Tessa Thompson Chris and Liam. Hemsworth. Is it Liam or Chris? Chris, Hemsworth. Chris. So here's the question for you. We've seen this happen before. Well, they'll, they'll have a, a certain movie um, franchise going a certain direction. It gets a little stale, and they throw new actors in. Here's a good for here's a good for instance. Um, oh my god! I just drew a blank. On wow. This. Yeah, I know. Not great. Uh, but does this work? I mean, does this work to throw new actors in, into a, into a oh. it, Transformers? It was going a certain <coughs> direction with Shia LaBeouf. And Mayor they Fox. all of a sudden they go a whole new direction with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I, think, mean, I don't think it reinventing it by throwing new actors. <coughs> but then they reinvented better. Transformers again with Bumblebee, with Haley Seinfeld and John Cena. That so was a, that was a prequel. Yeah, that's a prequel. That's not reinventing. That's fair. It's it's. That's fair. But I will say. 
I will say I think it depends on what you're doing. Right. Yeah. Uh, if they tried now, I know that a lot of people hate these movies. Uh, it is a guilty pleasure. I watch every single one. Fast and Furious. The movies are awful, but I've never. They're they're not they're not great movies. They're good action movies. That's all they are. I would and agree if that, you yeah. and if you really sit down and look at it, they can't change that cast. They can make additions and subtractions, but the core of that cast has to stay the same. It has to be Vin Diesel. It has to be um, Michelle Rodriguez. It has to be Tyrese Gibson. Well, not And Dwayne. Well, he came in later, but like the core of that group cannot change. But with a Men in Black, you've already told the story that there are many other agents in this. So it can continue. So it can continue. You know what I mean? And Transformers... They, Shia LaBeouf lost lost his Transformers. Now Mark Wahlberg has it. Right, right, you know what right, I mean? Right. Yeah. I think if you if you do it in a clever enough way, it's done well. Yeah. So we'll see how it's done. They could just say, "Hey, you know, this is the London branch," which I think it is. It's international. I, I think it is. So yeah. I think it's I think well, it's just yeah, overseas, that makes sense. which makes sense. Yeah. You know. And then it's kind of like Logan too, because the way Logan left off. There's going to be other ones, because where did she go? She went to a place with other mutants. Absolutely. So you can continue that without Hugh Jackman. Yeah, like, we see it with we see it with superhero movies all the time, just sure. the recasting of... I mean, we... Well, that's, that's rebooting. I think that's a little different. Rebooting is different than, let's go a different direction with two different actors, but... Yeah, that's cool. Well, you can't say rebooting, because even the original Batman movies from the 90s, you had, you had two stories... That went for, with, um, not Val Michael Kilmer, Keaton. Michael Keaton. And then it went to Val Kilmer, but it was and the it was same storyline. Yeah, was... And then it went to George Clooney, right. which was awful. We understand. We all agree. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was another way. And then they rebooted it. In so defense that, If that makes sense. Well, no, but see, I think that that first one was more what I'm talking about. It, it, we have Michael Keaton. Let's, do, let's, let's try reinventing it by throwing a new person in place. But that, that's also a different story in the sense that it's still Batman. With Transformers, with Men in Black, these are new characters. This right, but not, it's still Optimus yeah. Prime. Okay, I agree. Yeah. Okay, so it's we're, still we're, Bumblebee. One, right. Yeah, it's still one Bumblebee. One other quick question before we move on to our next. No problem. Uh, um, are you excited to see the uh, Fast and the Furious? Was it Hobbs? Oh, Hobbs and Shaw looks so good. I think it's going to be a good movie. Um, I really wish, <laughs> I really wish that he wouldn't have done the whole spinoff. But The Rock is The Rock, and he's going to get what he wants anyway. Yeah. But I think him and Jason Statham from the other Fast and Furious movies have very good chemistry they do. together. And both of them are just complete badasses, and I would not want to mess with them. This this also introduces superpowers, too. Right, which Idris I Elba, don't like. I, but uh, I, I'm going to. Idris Elba will be an amazing villain. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Also, don't forget Roman Reigns is in it, too. Yes, he is. Yeah, yes, Roman he is. Reigns is in it. Yeah. During his leukemia treatment, he actually filmed scenes with The Rock. He filmed two movies. brother. Okay, cool. Yeah, he yeah. filmed two movies. That's right, yeah. Uh, next bit of news? Next bit of news oh, is next. another part three that was dropped today. Yeah. Uh, Keanu Reeves and they, Alex they, they Winters. Announced it. Announced it. Yeah. yeah uh, announced that they are going to start production on Bill and Ted 3. Yeah. Now. If you were not a kid of the 80s and 90s, you don't know what Bill and Ted is, and for that, you are shamed. Shame <laughs> on you. Shame. Go back shame. And watch shame. Bill and Ted's excellent adventure and whatever the sequel is. I think it's called. a. I think it's amazing. Is it uh, yeah. amazing? Well, no, it's event? got something. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Did, Bill and Ted's fantastic. Okay, but, but, but didn't Silent Bob? Didn't they announce something too? 
I don't. Yeah, they did. Kevin Smith announced yes. a new Silent yes, Ted. There's a, there's a new yeah. Silent Bob and Jay. Yeah, Silent Bob and Jay. Yeah, they announced Jay's, a new one. Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, Jay, Jay and Silent, Silent Bob. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. He started <clears throat> saying it, and I just went with it. But yeah, it's Jay and Silent Bob. But yeah, um, which actually, you know what? Let's bring that up to another discussion. Do you like the remake? Like not the remakes, but the continuations as older as as they get older of these '80s and '90s movies. Um, there's one specific movie that bring, comes to mind. I think I know where you're going with this. It's Dumb and Dumber. Yep. Dumb and Dumber was the movie they wanted a true sequel. They made that horrible Dumb and Dumber, or er, er, whatever it was, yeah. that was awful. Only one person in the world likes is Bryce. Um, they, they, they pined for a true Dumb and Dumber sequel, and Jim Carrey and Jeff, um, Jeff. Yep. Br- yeah. Is yeah, it Jeff. No, not Jeff no, Davis. not Bridges. Uh, um, yeah, Jim Carrey and his co-star Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. There it is. Fought it, fought it, <clears> fought <throat> it until they couldn't fight it anymore, and it sucked. Yeah. Because the reality is, when you they find didn't these want movies, to do it, did they? No, when, when you find these movies and you capture lightning in a bottle, another one they're talking about is a, another Wayne's World movie. Oh yeah, and of course another Austin Powers movie. I, I just don't. When you catch lightning in a bottle. You don't catch it again unless it's really special. Now, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure might do that because it's been a long time since we've seen one of these movies. You might, if you have the right producer and director, maybe. I, I just think these movies—they're terrible ideas. See, I—I don't—I don't disagree with you. I think that I think that it's done well when you can tell a slightly different story. With the one I'm going to bring up is Rocky with Creed. It's the same story, guys. Creed is the same story. It is a, it, he's the son of a boxer who Rocky wasn't, I don't right. believe. No, I don't, I, no. no. So no. Creed, son of a boxer, son of Apollo Creed. Right. And he gets Rocky to coach him. Okay? It, let's follow the bouncing ball here. Same exact story to the point right. that he fought Dolph Lundgren's son. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it continues to sell because <clears throat> they tell the story well. Right. And Ghostbusters, like, no offense to the to the all women's cast, like you can do an all women's cast when it's done right. right. And the Ghostbusters b- reboot with Melissa McCarthy was not done well. No, um, surprising though, surprising. I thought that cast had a chance. I thought the cast had a chance. I think the writers didn't. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, it's so, kind of like Suicide Squad. Yeah, the cast had a chance. The writers just didn't. So my question is, like, if it's done well, are you excited for these? Like, do you all are you always pot like uh, like cautiously optimistic? Well, you and you have to be. I think you have to be cautious. Up to be honest, I was cautious. I was optimistic about this, the reboot or the second Dumb and Dumber, and they just did such a bad job. I was it was it was so poorly produced. It was so poorly made, and they just kept going back to the same jokes. Right. So that's one of the problems with comedies. You talk about <coughs> Creed. Creed is, is a drama. Comedies, they're way too quick to go back to the same jokes. And yeah. That's what we, they, in the second Dumb and Dumber, we found the dog car. We, you know, we had all the other jokes that they had in the first movie. They just rehashed them. You're right. You have to redo it. You, if, if they make Bill and Ted, and they find a way, first of all, what is also a huge difference. Bill and Ted, those actors are much, much, much older. They've been pushing but, for this movie, yeah. too. But Keanu Reeves doesn't look that much older well, than he Alex did Winters back does. then. Oh, my God. Oh, Alex yeah. Winters looks Alex like Winters looks massively different. So they're going to have to either address the fact that these are much older people, or B, well, 
do massive, you know, well, make it work on the side. So, so let's 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 play a game here then sure. for Bill and Ted Three. What is the perfect scenario for you to bring Keanu Reeves and Alex Winters back? Do adults, they adults? Just just do it as adults. Yeah, do it yeah. as adults. Yeah, yeah. My thought process is the same. At, uh, like I I think what you do is you take two young actors. Right. Okay. And you make Bill and Ted the teachers now Ooh. of the school. Ooh. Or you place you send me because remember Bill and Ted they had a little bit of especially the second one had a little bit of mystical. Yeah, it had time to it. travel to time it. Travel, <laughs> yeah. So you could easily incorporate that somehow. With Bogus the, adventure. Yeah, Bogus adventure. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay, yeah. So yeah, I mean that. I think I don't know. We'll see. I feel like Keanu Reeves will do it well. I yeah, think, I think he will. Okay, I just okay. I just thought of that because we're talking about all these re like not the reboots but like well, the the sequels or the no, trilogies to it. There are no original ideas, right? Nobody has a, an original idea. Every right. idea has been done a hundred times, like wrestling, like soap operas. Every idea has been done well. I mean, times. we saw it this year one of the one of the movies that was up for movie of the year, A Star Is Born, was right. done four times. Right, right, right. It's the same mm-hmm. movie. It's all the same story over everything. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, different. It all depends. Different on how lines, it's different songs, right, right. but it's the same oh, movie. TV shows. That's yeah, what's happening on TV shows. Will and Grace came back. They brought back Roseanne until she screwed that up. Um, <laughs> and now it's the Connors. The Connors. Yeah. But I mean, they're, they're, they love to bring back old television shows. You know. I think. I think right now, like, I think it's just the den. Gen- Generation. Yep, generation of nostalgia. Right, I agree. I agree. Like, because uh, like we said, yeah. Well, like with, with us '90s kids, and even with the '80s kids, like the world. Not to get political, but the world is a messed up place right now, and we want to go back to a simpler time. Right, and I think that's exactly what they're feeding on. Is oh man, like. Just let me escape for an hour and a half. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and play off that nostalgia. Awesome. But moving on from Bill and Ted, we have our final bit of entertainment news. Fox was bought out officially by Disney Monopoly. So <laughs> Disney Monopoly. When do we get to see a Disney Monopoly? I'm pretty sure they already I'm, have one. I think uh, they do, yeah. I don't know. Google is right up there, too. If it wasn't for Google... I would pretty much agree. With you. Google is right up there too. I One day Disney will buy Google, and then Disney will absolutely own everything on this planet. I saw today. I was I was watching the Daily Fix, and mm-hmm. you guys see that Google is releasing its own video gaming gaming system. What I was going yeah. to, I'm I was kind of intrigued by this. Yeah. I was going to talk about it, but I haven't been able to. Me neither. I it's, haven't been able to research it enough. It's a streaming service. It's yes. like a streaming service in the sense. So kind of like Steam. Yeah, but you can access. And on any platform, on any device, you can you can do it on. It's it's literally, I think, going to be a controller. Well, you would you would need a game system. No. Would, oh, so you can do it, it through a TV. It's, through it, a TV, it it's everything your, goes through. Your Google brother Pro. will be excited because it links into YouTube, so you can play your game and stream to YouTube. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's so, cool. But the other thing that they're talking about is if you have the game that you're watching, you can jump from YouTube that clip that place. Right into that point in the game. Yep. Now that's awesome. I so, like that. So, like for kids like me, who what well, kids? Uh, <laughs> people like me, I am very much when I play a video game. If it's not something that I can like go level by level by level, if it's kind of open world, I pull up the IGN, the IGN wiki, and I do everything on that wiki before I move to the next station. Mm-hmm. So I'm playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey right now. I am doing everything oh. on this one, um, this one island. Everything is getting done before I leave. That, 
Ooh, I like so, that. Where you're focused on one place at once. So you're right. saying you're OCD. <clears throat> very I'm much video so. Video game OCD. I'm very oh, much I'll video game I'm OCD. the same way, too. But I'm also a video game uh, distracted, where if something pops up and it's shiny, I'm like, where is it? That story, that's a main story mission, but here's seven side quests. I gotta do them. <laughs> <laughs> so It was kind of like GTA. Was, where, you would have yeah. struggled World of Warcraft. You really oh, yeah. Warcraft. Oh, you would have struggled big time. <laughs> Me and MMORPGs are not friends no, no. because my life gets consumed. <laughs> oh yeah, they don't play World of Warcraft because oh, I played. I it, I he drinking. he spent a whole summer playing World of Warcraft. One time, he just went to work, came back, came home and if played World of Warcraft. If you think that I didn't do that when Elder Scrolls Online came out, you are dead wrong. I literally was proficient <laughs> in crafting before I reached level seven. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Like I was just doing all these daily so you're missions. Saying you were better at crafting than you were at showering. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you relate to that. I can relate to that. I was an iron worker, and I did not get a shower. Were you? Were you one of the guys that had like three two liters sitting next to you of Mountain Dew? Just. <laughs> <laughs> I can safely say I have never done that. So okay. I have. <laughs> I am not too proud not to, to admit not that. Not to we're already close to an hour. But there yeah, was one of the. It was it used to be a great show um, uh, called A Thousand Ways. It was no, a, a Thousand million, Ways to Die. No, no, is it a Thousand Ways to Die? Yeah, yeah a Thousand Ways to Die. A Million Ways to Die in the West. A thousand Ways to Die. McFarland one of the stories movie. in A Thousand Ways to Die was this person played video games so long, three straight days. That by the time they actually physically got up, their body blew up through a clot and they died. Yep. Yes, that was one of the stories I remember watching. That's the one thing. Like every year, I do that twenty-four hour gaming yeah. tournament. And the one thing they tell you to do stand is up, every couple up. hours stand up and stretch. Yeah. Because if you sit even for 24 hours, you can develop what a What section are we on? Are we the entertainment news. We, we, we yeah. went into video games quickly. Well, we did. But uh, we did Fox bought Disney. We just covered that. Cool. I mean, it's going to happen. It happened. Like, yeah. And so. with Fox buying Disney, that means we are going to move into our next section. Which movies. is movies. <laughs> movies! Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Movie day! Alright, we're back with movies! Yeah, so last week y'all did the Captain Marvel cast and I was not able to be a part of it. Okay, so give us your thoughts. So, my thoughts on Captain Marvel was better than I expected. Okay. <laughs> I thought Brie Larson did exactly what I thought she was going to do. She played a very good straight man for straight woman sorry <laughs> straight woman for samuel l jackson to play off of yes. and samuel l jackson outside of the kitty cat was the highlight of the movie yeah i loved oh crap what's the cat's name um oh, oh. goose yeah goose, goose the florkin yeah. goose the yeah. florkin yeah they kept saying it was a florkin and they were like no it's a cat and then uh, you find out that it's not a cat it's not a cat <laughs> at all um but the um the one thing that you find out is th where the tesseract came mm -hmm. from yeah you find the origins of the tesseract which <laughs> was very important because none of us knew where the tesseract yeah. was from we all knew where the other ones came from right we didn't really know where the tesseract was. and and brie larson i will say i really like her in this role and especially when she becomes Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Samuel L. Jackson needs to show more of that character that he showed in Captain Marvel, I think. Because he's so straight-laced that 
he he's unrelatable at times. So with with his character in Captain Marvel, you I think you're going to see it in Far From Home, the new Spider-Man movie. I, mm-hmm. You see it a little bit more in in the trailer for that. So I'm I'm curious to see how he changes the character because the character has been very same the whole way through except for this movie. I feel like I I know how they're going to do it. He's going to come back after he after he comes back from vanishing. He's going to be like, you know what? Life is life should not be taken for granted. I need to have more fun, and that's how it's going to come along. And I hope go so. Back to, but I feel like had they have done that early on with Nick Fury, it wouldn't have worked nearly as Nick much Fury's as it. <clears throat> Nick Fury's wasn't... never been like yeah. the Captain Marvel type character in the right. comic books. No, he's he always been very... the badass. Yeah, he was a tough guy. The serious you know, guy. Yeah. Serious. yeah. Serious. Not but, but if you're going to lean into this, now is the now time. Now you have to run with it. Yeah, now you have to yeah. run with you it. You have to run with it if you teased it. Yeah, because people... I know a lot of people that watched Captain Marvel and haven't seen a lot of the more recent Avengers movies right. that were like, oh, we heard about Captain Marvel coming out. Well, we're holding off. But Captain Marvel... I, I was talking to some coworkers today at work. Captain Marvel did the same thing for girls that Black Panther did for minorities. Yeah, absolutely. We, we sat next to a lady and her three little girls, and I talked to a coworker of mine who said that she took a Girl Scout troop twice to see the movie. Mm-hmm. So I never, it never occurred to me that this was going to be a movie that was going to attract little girls and young girls to watch. It never occurred to me. Um, I never thought. I never. I know. I just did. Wonder to Woman did it two years ago. Yeah, yeah, that was that was my that was my point. But it wasn't as promoted. Like You're Captain, right. it was Captain Marvel was promoted to hell. Well, I mean, it, it was, was promoted, promoted because the hell of the, out of it. It was promoted because of the movies before it. That's too. fair. And think of this way: in the movie, in the previews, they show her and they show <coughs> her friend. All of her interactions are with Are women. women. And granted, she has Whereas, Captain, uh, Wonder Woman has her island. Yeah, but of women. Most but of still, the movie, it's all males around her. I agree. I agree. Most of the rest, of the action portion of the movie. So, yeah. Um, okay, so we move on to the next movie. Uh, yeah, next okay. movie. Yeah, it's yeah, yours. I, my wife and I last Friday watched uh, the movie of the year called The Green Book, uh, with Viggo Mortensen and Mahersha Ali. Mahersha Ali um, yeah. also has. Uh, oh my God! Uh, plays uh, the girl from. Um, uh, oh God! With. I can't think of her name now. Plays his wife. Also, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, I'll, I'll think. Well, it'll hit me. Linda Cardinelli was in. Linda okay. Cardinelli oh, Viggo Mortensen's wife. She has a really small role, but I love. I love Linda Cardinelli and anything. Linda, she's Car- in. Linda Cardinelli is super underrated. Oh, totally actor. underrated actress. She is super um, underrated. This movie uh, deserved to win Movie of the Year. Uh, it really told the story well. The chemistry between Viggo Mortensen and Marisha Ali was was amazing. I mean, those really just. It was just so well acted, well produced. It was just a, an amazing movie. Uh, as a person who read a lot about that time period, it's very sad. Uh, it's a story of um, a, a, a gentleman, uh, Dr. Shelby, who uh, hires Viggo Mortensen's character, whose name escapes me off the top of my head, uh, to basically drive him around and play these con- these, con- these concerts, these piano uh, concerts, so he can sort of people learn who he is. Um, and it just tells your story of, of, the, of this, this concert, the uh, tour they go on, and how they they're, they kind of develop a relationship. It's just such a well done movie. Um, again, should have all the awards it won, it should have won. Yeah, I had, I had heard that a lot of people once they saw it thought it was better than A Star Is Born, and oh, it was um, the other ones, yeah, um, the other ones that it went up against. I can't yeah. think of them off the top of my Mo- head. Movies that win, you know, sometimes they they'll pick a movie of the year, and I don't agree. Wow. The Moonlight, Bryce and I constantly argue about that. <clears throat> you know, well, um, I haven't seen Moonlight. Um, I have to watch it first, and I'll let you know. <laughs> 
Yeah, like, that's the thing is, for movie of the year to me, I always have my issue with the Academy when they when they give out movie of the year. Because what it comes down to is, I think, to be the best movie of the year, you also have to have some sort of box office success. That's fair. I don't, I don't, that, that I don't agree with. I do not agree with this, and I'll tell you why. Because I feel like just because a movie or something content is watched does not mean that it's good. I'm not saying that that should be the sole thing. Wait, if that's the case, then theoretically the Kardashians should win every award in the world. Uh, I mean, and, and it, that, I mean, really, honestly, this, this country and this world we live in, lots and lots of things get attention that should not get attention. No, and I'm not, I'm not saying like, because Avengers Endgame is going to be the movie that makes the most amount of money this year. I truly believe right. that. Um, it, oh, it, it will. I'm not saying that should win movie of the year. Right. I'm saying that movie of the year should have box office appeal factored in. Yeah, it, I don't. I don't think that it should be some sort of like like it's shape a com- shape of water last year. Was uh, I can't remember if it won or it did, it, 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 it did win. Was yes, movie. it was. I, I'm not going to discredit that it was an amazing movie, but. It had more box office appeal than La La Land. Was that last year? La La Land was two years ago. Okay. Moonlight beat it. It was Hidden uh, Figures that was nominated for... Right. Hidden Figures. It it was more successful. Therefore, I think it should have won because it was the most successful movie. It was the best made movie. I think that there needs to be that kind of balance. Same with any kind Mm -hmm. of MVP voting in sports. Yes, you need to be the best player at your position, like the best player on a team that I think should be relatively good. I'm not saying you have to have the best team in the league. I'm not even saying that you have to make playoffs, but you have to have a winning record. Like that's why Does Russell that make Westbrook. Sense? That's why Russell Westbrook won it. I'm going to give you a chance. Okay, here's my problem with that. Okay, what you're saying is. Whatever movie has the best marketing department. Wait, wait, wait. Let me finish. Hold on, hold on. Has yeah. the best marketing department should win. Because the reality is, I, I, you know, I'm a movie guy. I love movies. I have seen quite a few movies that no one's heard of that are really good. Uh, I saw a movie called, um, when was the last time you saw your father with Colin Firth? No, almost no one's ever heard of that movie. It's an amazing movie. But because, again, it wasn't marketed heavily. Um <coughs> I, that's my struggle. I feel. I feel like nowadays we get so hyped up. Again, think of this logically. I'd be willing to bet you the Suicide Squad made more money than the Green Book. Now, obviously, they're different years, but that doesn't mean anything. We or this country get very hyped up on, on on things, and we tend to go to the movies and watch movies because we're hyped on them. It does not mean the quality of that movie has anything to do with the hype. Again, if that was the case, then we should give the Kardashians every freaking award in, the, in that. Bad baby, every award award out there because they're getting the most attention. Hold on, now I I will rebuttal that by saying I don't think that that's completely correct about the marketing department. Yeah, because what we saw now, I'm not going to say that this movie was great. What? Bird Box had right. zero marketing, zero marketing for well, Bird done. Box. That was all social media interaction. Right. I agree. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's that's what I mean by. By box office appeal, I'm not saying it has to be the the best of box office movie. It, it should, it should be the one that it. it I'm not going to say box office appeal. You called me on that, and I, I agree. I shouldn't I shouldn't have worded it that way. It should have some sort of notoriety. Well, mm-hmm. Birdman, Birdman's another one that was not heavily marketed, but because people 
liked it. It became it one movie of the year, but it was very hyped and people went and saw. It. I, I agree. Right. I, agree. I agree with you on that. I agree. I agree. And the, the Academy, they. My problem with the Academy is there are times I feel like they they take causes. I'll tell you, I'll give you a great for a good example. We just argued about a moment ago. Moonlight. Moonlight had to do with minorities and homosexuality. Mm-hmm. La La Land is a phenomenal movie. I can move. I can turn the movie on any time and enjoy it. And I know a lot of people. I know people that don't like musicals that loved La La Land, but because the Academy really wanted to address this whole mi- minorities and, and and homosexuality, they went up and they selected Moonlight. It was it was a, it was a cause for them. And mm-hmm. Don't. Don't use these awards as a way to push your causes on me. I, I, I can I, I completely understand. And, and, they, and they, they choose these movies as they think they're they have some social responsibility. <clears throat> Pick the movie; it's the best movie of the year, the best made movie. And I don't. I'm sure there's there's factors in why they pick movies, but go with those factors. You know? Yeah, I, I I completely agree. I think I think that it, I think the whole system needs to be kind of re looked at. Yeah. Because I think I think it's gone too far away from what it was, I if agree, that makes I sense. Agree. But we're going to move on okay. to. Um, we don't have any TV news this week, no. so we're going okay. to jump into video games. back Bryce you just got a brand new video game I did well it's not brand new but it's brand new to me so right. it's okay I got Soul Calibur 6 today yep I expect podcast tournaments maybe sometime down the road you never know yeah, um, Kendall, was talking about yeah Kendall wanted to do that tonight but he's not here so yeah um <laughs> I Soul Calibur 6 basically continues all the it's got the same gameplay as right. the first five Soul Calibur so that's not the big deal the the the, it, the big thing is you can create your own characters. Like I did not know you that. could do that in Soul Calibur Five, but it wasn't nearly as good as it was in Soul Calibur Six. But you can also share your created characters online. Yeah, and you can you can that everybody around the world could download them. So people have made like uh, people have made Shaggy. People have made <laughs> yeah. People have made all kinds of stuff. Well, Shaggy's become very popular because we all wanted him Everybody for Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 11. Kombat 11. <laughs> but yeah, uh, basically, it's uh, I might start streaming again just to do Soul Calibur 6. Well, speaking of streaming, that kind of launches me into um, the game that I have been playing the most recently, which is Fire Pro uh, Wrestling's Fire Promoter. I saw that. I was um, so, <laughs> my buddy actually bought it because me and him are running a company ourselves. So, I only play it when my buddy comes over. Um, and so, we're thinking about possibly streaming that. But also stay tuned because uh, Ash, my friend Colin, and myself may be coming out with a podcast for Dungeons & Dragons. We are we have a game put together. So, now, uh, or we have a campaign and a Dungeon Master. So we actually may be. I know somebody that might listen. To this. <laughs> I would go so far that I might have actually played with you. I didn't play. Yeah, I, I never, I've I, I always never wanted to. It. I never played it as a kid because uh, I wasn't that. No, sorry, that geeky. But I always wanted to. Heroescape is a lot like it, it is, and you it is. you used to play Heroescape. Wait, hold on. Is, Hero, is Heroescape the one with the DC little figurines? Yeah, yes. I have it over there. I, I have it over there. 
love Heroescape. <laughs> you will have to play it with me sometime. I will definitely. Did it start with DC. No, it started with like it started. The starter set had like people like Thorgrim and Mimring, but there's like a whole comic book to Heroescape. But then they added like DC and stuff. They have no Marvel. They have uh, Abomination. They have Hulk. No, I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking Hero Clicks. But I will also play Heroescape. Yeah, I have that over there. So yeah, yeah, I have it. I've played that twice with my dad when I was really what Heroescape. Yeah, Heroescape is a great game. You just need that time. Because you have to set the board Never up. let Kendall be Sivirus. He will cheat to get Sivirus. And it pisses <laughs> me off. I've never got to use Sivirus because he hides the Sivirus card from me. <laughs> he hides it from me. Yeah, I mean... Channeling his inner mom-mom. Is that what your mom-mom? Yes. I, I mean, I am... Price's grandmother. Definitely Not down. on my side. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely down to do uh, some weekend board gaming streaming yes. that is non-podcast like that is kind of podcast related sure. because I love board games maybe we'll do so. it on the night of my birthday I there know. it is oh, right. night of my birthday golf. yeah we're doing lunch and golf on my birthday yes. the night of my the uh, day of my birthday and we might throw but yes back to podcast back to podcast <laughs> um but yeah, um, I'm just going to recommend if you have Fire Pro Promoter uh, or Fire Pro Wrestling, you need to get it. Get Fire Promoter; it's massively fun, um, and it, you know it also pisses you off a lot because <laughs> things happen and you can't control it um, unless you play the magic. <laughs> but does this bring us into our last section of the day? We have one more oh. on video games, and that's Apex Legends. Just real quick, they have released a new hero. And a battle pass as well, so they are going the Fortnite route of releasing battle pass. Right. So and additional stuff and additional stuff. So um, this brings us into our last topic, which is going to be kind of shorter this week, and that is wrestling talk with Dan and Bryce. All right, By the so way, that's a sounder we'll have to change in the yeah, future. Yeah, be, <laughs> we'll see. definitely. We'll see. <laughs> but um, so the thing, the biggest thing with wrestling this week is Kofi Kingston lost technically the gauntlet match last night or Tuesday night because uh, this is getting released on Friday. <laughs> um, he lost the gauntlet match to lose his way to WrestleMania, or so we think. He's going to be at. He's, he's still going to be at WrestleMania. <laughs> he's still going to win the WWE title, um, even for even if it's two days. That's all we want. Just two days and have Daniel two Bryan win it back. <laughs> Just have Daniel Bryan win it back on SmackDown Live two nights. Yep. Just let Kofi hold it for two days. That's, yeah, that's all we ask. That's the biggest thing. Um, is the storyline for Kofi Kingston. Um, Kurt Angle announced his farewell opponent, and it was a massively underwhelming opponent in Baron Corbin. They are th- I actually saw things. I'm not a wrestling guy like you guys. Yeah, I saw things on social media. Oh, today. oh, he. People they, are, they are considering people changing that now. Well, they need to because the thing is, so the the person that the, John Cena debuted against Kurt Angle. His first ever match oh, in yeah. the WWE I've seen, I've seen was it. John Cena. Ruthless aggression. aggression. Yep. He looks so, so weird. That he looks yeah. he has very the, weird. He has like the short little trunk. The yeah, short like little he has trunks. actual wrestling. Yeah, trunks. he has wrestling trunks and, and like and and oh, he has hair now. And, and, yeah. Oh my! Don't even get me started on John Cena's hair now. It looks awful. It's terrible now. But um, Kurt Angle announced that he's going to face Baron Corbin, and fans are in an uproar because they want it to be John Cena. Um, Kurt Angle is the one that really, well, the thing is, is Kurt Angle was inducted into the Hall of Fame by by John Cena. 
it only makes sense to close out his career at WrestleMania with a big-name opponent like John Cena. So, I, I know this could never happen, but you know who it would be a really, really awesome match to close out his career? Who? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, they had some, they oh had my some, they had some matches. great rivalry. Yeah. Back and forth. Those two. <coughs> yeah, they, had, was, they that, had a great one. Is that the way? Is, is, is Kurt Angle the guy that... No, no, it was um, Booker T. That Steve Austin attacked in a, in a grocery store. Oh, my God. That, yeah, so that match. That match. No, it was. It was a match. Yeah, it was a match. But the thing that I love is... <coughs> Kurt Angle, honestly, Kurt Angle could have faced Shelton Benjamin, which was one of his um, he might stable face mates. Benjamin next week. Yeah. Um, and and that's the one thing like people were asking, like anybody that relates to Kurt Angle's career, Chad Gable would have been perfect because both of those guys were Olympic Olympic wrestlers. Um, Kurt Angle won the gold Even medal with Jason a broken Jordan. freaking neck. If well, he could wrestle, he could, if, if he, he could, could wrestle, wrestle, I assume that's where they would. They go wanted with to it. do that last year, right? Yeah, but but yeah. um, yeah. So a lot of uproar about that. A lot of uproar about how Raw is booked because it's boring. But <sighs> here's my defense to the John Cena thing. Yeah. Why have Why have a part timer? Why have Why haven't put over a part timer? Why don't you? Just I mean, they did it with Lesnar and Undertaker. I like, know, but it, it's at this point to. <sighs> Baron Corbin is not going to be the next big thing. We know this. He's just not. So the the issue I have is if you're not going to groom it with a guy that could be the next big thing, like Chad Gable, has the talent, the charisma, and everything it was like Apollo that. Apollo Cruz. A- Apollo Cruz. Same Mojo. thing. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> I would like if you're not going to do it with one of those guys, do it with somebody that means something to Kurt. So. A John Cena, a Shelton Benjamin, a Charlie Haas if he still wrestled, a Stone Cold if he still wrestled. It would it would be great just because it meant something. This match if he wasn't wrestling Batista. Triple H if he wasn't wrestling Batista. Shawn Michaels if if Shawn Michaels wasn't if Shawn Michaels wasn't like done like we think he is. If if he could do one more great match, Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels would be a fantastic match. Ric Flair. Versus Don't Kurt say Angle. that. No, Kurt no, uh, Rick no. Flair doesn't need to ever take a bump again. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Did the guy just have like metal, a massive medical he issue? Yeah, he happened. had a heart attack. Yeah, he's he's. He yeah. also recently had surgery too. Yeah, so. so yeah, he's done, done. But yeah. like, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna do it with <clears> somebody very young, like even a Finn Balor. Do it with someone that means something. Well, Finn Balor's going to face yeah, Lashley. Maybe they, maybe they yeah. find some way to loop Cena into it. You never I know. hope so. Cena doesn't have a, an opponent at this point. Well, they're saying that he might not even be there. Yeah, he might not even be there at this if point. They don't, if they don't give him an opponent, he won't be there. Same with The Undertaker. It'll be Undertaker! Weird. Undertaker Kurt Angle! Just, Hold just, on. Ugh. Hold on. It's going to be weird. A WrestleMania without The Undertaker or John Cena? This is going to be so weird. Undertaker will still be there, and he'll tombstone somebody. If not, my heart may break tinily, like small. <laughs> or, or yeah, but the, or have Elias, or have Elias, have him put over Elias, something like but this that. This is like, see, here's the thing. I, I, I don't think the purpose of this match is to put. Over yeah, it is. Somebody. It is. No, it, no, it, it should, is. It should not be. It shouldn't. It should, be. It's, but it's going to be. The purpose of this match should be to end his career with style. I'm listening. I, AJ Angle, Styles. Kurt Angle is a <laughs> Hold on. guy. I, I mean, I know he's had his problems. 
I've always loved Kurt Angle. Oh, who doesn't? Yeah. I've all, no, he, I've always really liked Kurt Angle a lot. He's an Olympic hero. Again, he's a Pittsburgh guy. He is amazing on the microphone. He is yes, amazing. Yes, won a gold medal with a broken yeah. freaking, freaking neck. This should not be about putting somebody over. The Miz. How do we fight the Miz? He's fighting Shane McMahon. Yeah. I, I, I just feel like it just it's bothering There me. could be more done. There could have this been should, more with this. But it, it also could have been worse, too. Yeah. It could have been worse. Not much. This is just, this is, I I actually agree that the people are pissed off are right. Yeah, like, there's not much worse you could get than Baron Corbin. Like, Kurt Angle, at 47 years old, is going to have to carry Baron Corbin through a match. I don't know, Baron Corbin's a... Baron Corbin is trash. Can't work a match. Has to constantly be carried. I see it. You don't. I'm explaining this to you. <laughs> like, it's, here's the thing. I don't, you guys have your feeling about Baron Corbin. I don't care about any of that. To me, it should be somebody who works for, for Kurt Angle. Yes. I mean, that's my point. That's, is This is, I mean, again, so if they can figure out John Cena, and maybe they, you know, maybe they wanted to do John Cena. And, and maybe he turned work. it down. Right. Right. I, I completely understand that. And if that's the case, then... By all means, but find somebody else. Shelton Benjamin has nothing else to do at WrestleMania. I thought, I thought they were going to do something with Shelton Benjamin after his match with Seth Rollins last week. So did I. And then nothing happened yeah, with Shelton it, Benjamin this week. They're putting this guy over. They're putting over Corbin. Yeah, so. but with that, there's not much else wrestling-wise. Next week will be a lot more because we'll have to uh, discuss I, I WrestleMania have, stuff. I do have... <laughs> is it something? Uh, no, no, it's two no, weeks. No, no. It's two, two weeks, weeks from next but week. I won't be here. But, so I do have something to. What's up? What do you feel about Ronda Rousey's heel turn? How they did it? Um, I mean, we all know that it's not a real like. We it, we all know that she's not real about it, but she's doing it very well, and I like it. The, I I I have no problem with Ronda Rousey being heel. Yeah. I have a problem with how sudden they did it. Like they did it out of nowhere, and it felt forced. Her heel turn. The the problem is with Ronda Rousey's heel turn. Is it's four months too late? Oh yeah, it's, when they no, it's like nine her, months too late. When they booed her out of Survivor Series against then, Charlotte, yeah, then they should have done it. They should have did it then, absolutely. And, but instead, they turned Charlotte heel instead. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I just don't get instead. it there. I don't know, but let's wind this podcast down because we are running uh, massively long. <laughs> um, so with that being said, um, I am Damian. You can follow me at uh, on Twitter at Damien underscore Miller. Um, follow my Twitch, twitch.tv backslash dmill139. You can follow me on Twitter at bshorter14. You can follow me on Snapchat at WilliamBriceTheActor. You can follow me on... Uh, no, you can follow me on Instagram at WilliamBriceTheActor. You can follow me on Snapchat at JPBShorter. Okay. Of course, we, as always, are Strictly Talking, uh, Strictly Underscore Talking, or Strictly Talking uh, Podcast at Gmail. Dot com. Dot com. I also forgot to mention one. You can follow Jesse on Twitter because she might be back next week. I don't know. Um, but you can follow her on Twitter at Gillingham Jesse yep. on Twitter. Yep. Absolutely. And All this right. has been Strictly Talking Entertainment. Entertainment.